Hey guys, it's Edge Martinez. They call me the voice of New York. And 50 years ago, hip hop started right here in New York City. And we're celebrating the five boroughs all year long. Check out nyctourism.com forward slash hip hop for cultural stories, events, interviews, and more. nyctourism.com forward slash hip hop. Well, Jim, we're recording here at 10.08 p.m. Originally, the plan was to let this Bills-Patriots game play out, you know, dissect a hard-fought AFC wildcard showdown of sorts. Instead, we decided to hit record a little early for a multitude of reasons. Um, Josh Allen is pretty much unstoppable. Bill Belichick coached like a coward. Uh, Mac Jones wasn't bad, but you know, he had a drop pass early and Micah Hyde, Micah Hyde, maybe it starts and ends there, that interception that he made. And I want to get into your courtship of Micah Hyde on this podcast, but we decided to record a little early here because it's not really much of a game whatsoever. The bills are stomping. I'm sorry, curb stomping the new England Patriots right now, 33 to three. Um, We'll get into Bengals Raiders a little bit later, but Jim, initial thoughts here on an absolute ass whooping. I think this is one of those where, you know, we've talked about how good I, you know, how good I think the bills are. You definitely do too, but you can't predict this type of game. Like the Patriots defense is legit. I mean, for them to do this to the Patriots defense and in this type of weather to witness possibly three, of the most special playoff like plays you, we always have to remember that catch by Dawson Knox and throw to start the game, the Micah Hyde interception ridiculous. And wait, what was the third one? There was another who caught the second. Oh no, that the other touchdown he whipped in there to uh, not just insane. Yeah. Josh. I mean, just on a different level, this quarterback, like seriously on a different level. He, he really is, and I, I really thought that Bill Belichick wouldn't have answers. I didn't think he was going to come out and just shut down right. Josh You Allen. can't. But, no, you can't, right. But I it, I was really surprised earlier in the day on Saturday today when um, I think it was Diana Rossini, and it's not like the Bills are going to be, like, making their game plan public, but like, the, the, I think she put out there in so many words, expect man-to-man defense. You know, J.C. Jackson over there on digs. Like, I get it. I mean, I guess they did zone the last game and they got tore up. But I don't know, week in and week out, we've seen defenses. When when you go man-to-man, Josh Allen will tear you up. You're there throwing you into space, right? He's just throwing it into space and letting these really fast receivers just run under the ball. And it's over. It's game over. 
So I, I'm surprised, but you know, even beyond the X's and O's, I'm really surprised that new England is just laying an egg like this uh, because you know, they, th- this, this past week, and maybe this is classic overthinking the issue. Now I thought the bills were going to win. I, I thought it'd be a one score game. The bills would yeah. just kind of make the last play to win, but I thought the Patriots would come out angry the way they, they lost against Miami. Um, you know, it just, uh, I thought that would leave like a nasty feeling, a bad taste in their mouth, Bill Belichick back in the playoffs. Um, they'd script a great game plan and they would be able to kind of keep ahead of the score to do what they want to do on offense. But it was none of, none of that. I mean, they, they came out lethargic and it wasn't just the players that were lethargic. I mean, the decision Jim to punt, to punt on fourth and one, I don't wherever they were on their own thirty-five yeah, something. They like, were I, back. I, I mean, care. it was still. I agree. Fall forward for half of a yard. Fall forward. <laughs> that was surrender. I mean, and when when he punted there, I said the game is over. We should have hit record no, then. I, I, I was surprised by that too. I mean, that that's your chance. You saw the way the game was going. That was your chance to really maybe flip the momentum a little bit and keep the ball. And okay, hey, we're okay. Let's get this. And just punting it back at a time when there was no, they weren't stopping them. Like they weren't slowing them down one yeah. time. I, I don't know how you think... stop this offense right now. Good luck. This offense is loaded. They'll be able to move the ball against Kansas City. It's, I'm just, I'm just telling you right now, I'm taking them. Yeah. Love it. Love them against KC. I, I think they're going to score up and down on them. As good as that Chiefs defense looked for a good two months, it, it, that was, was that good. was a relapse. It was a relapse against Cincinnati. I'd say it was good, but it's not it's not completely fixed. If you've really no. p- paid attention to it, it's still what it is. It's okay. It's still going to depend on getting pressure on Josh if you can. I mean, they're going to look for forty nine. They're going to look for Sorensen and abuse him whatever they can. I feel um, like it's it's whoever. I mean, just pick. I mean, they are just – they're complete. I mean, they are complete, complete offense. I don't know if there's anything to this as well, but the Bills playing a game against – I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of giving the Chiefs a bye week in my head against the Steelers. They will play the Steelers. <laughs> they do have to win a game. So but it just – That was, if, if, that was if bad momentum, that was bad. By I know, right? So, and you know, I'm very pro Steelers, but uh, and you know, I'm not, and, so and the- you're not. <laughs> but it does feel like there's something to. I believe in momentum. I really that do. I think it's a real thing, and the Bills have yeah, it right now. I agree, and that's dangerous. And what do we always talk about on the show? Health. They're they're very healthy. They're very yeah. healthy. It's kind of like they went through all their COVID stuff when they had to, and the, they kind of yeah, got that out of the way at, at the best possible time. Um, well, I what, uh, what, kind of, what kind of Hamburg, what kind of Hamburg brew was getting you through these uh, first round of the playoff? Ooh. Any frosty? I, I was doing some frosty IPA the other night too at a juicy burger bar in Hamburg. Juicy burger bar. Great spot. I moved in the, I moved in the Hamburg now. So you're a Hamburgite. That's right. I'm here. I'm in the house you're down here with us. And, you know, we're even looking to keep going, keep going south, maybe down the road. So maybe you want to just follow us to Springville, eventually work our way to Seneca. Who knows? Maybe we'll go to Bradford. We're going to end up so down in Ridgeway. You and, I, 
I'm going to have to explain <laughs> to you what South is for me. That, yeah, right. That, that, that means Charleston, South Carolina. So we, yeah, that's how I'll meet you down there. To answer your question, grounded. Yeah. Grounded baby. The, the bourbon barrel aged, um, 10%. Yes. That's what you had. our um, Yeah. Our last pod when we were there. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good way to go. I mean, you cannot go wrong with Hamburg at this time of year. So definitely that type of weather. That's what was making me think about it. This weather. Yeah. How they can make these throws and catches in this weather too. Oh my God. It's, the bills are making it look like it's a 75 it's, degree day. I mean, like it's nothing. I mean, it's that's what I'm saying. That's what's remarkable. I mean, to, to for Josh Allen to throw as hard as he throws and for them and to Mike, catch the ball. Yes. Yes. Micah Hyde to make that pick in this weather. Devin Singletary. Oh my run, gosh. The way he's running in this weather. Um, really, yeah. this is exactly what. Um, his trainer Nick Hicks down at Perform in Florida, the yeah, way he detailed right. it. Yep. Just looking back, I mean, it was all about one cut and go. Don't yes. dance. Don't don't fart around back there and and go side to side. And he didn't. I mean, that's the thing. Like all these trainers, they usually blow a lot of smoke up guys' ass. And so I get it. If you're reading a story about a trainer in the off season, and I get the skepticism. I mean, I've been covering the league. I don't know, 11, 12 years. And, you know, it's easy to fall into that trap. And in the off season, it's May, it's June. And you're talking to these trainers, you're trying to get stories. And every single one of them is going to say, oh, he's a new player and he's working with me. Of course, he's, you know, but I did that story because I really believed it. Like it, this, this felt real. It did. Like this is a guy who's worked with Delvin Cook that was really detailing exactly what he did with Devin Singletary down to a science and he wasn't bullshitting. He said that they sat down, they watched this film or he watched Devin Singletary's film and they sat down, they talked about, and he told him, you're not explosive. You're not, you're not an explosive player and you're going side to side and you're wishy-washy. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I felt it was real with Nick Hicks. It wasn't just uh, fluff and it was, it was a weird start to the season for Buffalo, but I don't know. I don't think a lot like Isaiah McKenzie, I don't think it had anything to do with Devin Singletary. It had to do with usage. It had to do with role. Yeah. It had to do with the identity of the team. Um, you know, that's why I wrote that they were soft. You know, at that point of the season, this felt like a soft team that didn't really, you know, whether psychologically, um, identity on the field, the way they approached games, it was, it just was a front running kind of team. Um, but with, with yeah. Singletary kind of prioritized, he's kind of helped change that identity on the fly. But even bigger than that, Josh Allen tucking and running it, that's helped. You know, you know, for me, it was that it was the way they reacted at, after the Tampa game. Where they know they could have won that game and their attitude, it almost looked like they were like, we're fine. We, yeah. We're going to be OK. Like, we know what we have. Like, they, it was almost like that gave them belief. Like, hey, we're back. Because I feel like since, I mean, they dominated that second half. And I feel like since then, they played pretty, like, I feel like we're seeing that same, like that Bills team that last year was just unstoppable. That offense has that feel to it right now. 
Honestly, too, when I watched those press conferences from afar and it was just kind of in the moment, I thought it was weird. And we might have even talked about it. I was kind of like, you guys, I mean, mostly out of Sean McDermott, like I, I, I get it, but you guys lost the game and you drop one more of these things in the AFC. You're, you ain't missed the playoffs. It seemed a little too yes. chipper. Um, yeah. But they know that. I mean, he knows the team. The players know the team, and and they saw something there in that second half. They were right. Yeah, I felt that way. I almost was like, are they are they actually like satisfied with losing a game? Yeah. yeah. But the more I was now, I'm looking at it like they never panic. Like they never. They always believed. Yeah. You know, and the belief comes from the quarterback. I mean, he is no, looking yeah. like that million dollar guy it's, right now. It's every single – we're going to see – well, we keep saying we're going to see him against Mahomes next week. We keep <laughs> – well, you know what? I'm going to stop because there is a Steelers – I mean, they do have a game. I think I've, I've hyperlinked that story and other stories like 20 times at least since we launched It's, But it's like, true. That, that's what it's about, Jim. That's what it comes down to. It, here it is. I know it seems like we're beating a dead horse, but – this is the owner wanted Patrick Mahomes. You had the shot at Patrick Mahomes. You decide not to take Patrick Mahomes. Your plan B, your consolation prize, what you guys traded for with the extra pick, it leads to Josh Allen, which is really, really good. And they're going to go at it in the AFC for a long time. It's unbelievable. Any other stories from that? Look, I know we bring it up all the time. But no, the people I, want to know, are there, you, you brought up the Kim Pagula and the no, cafeteria no. last time. Yeah, just any, that one. But any, other thing we, any other meat on that bone? No, I, I feel like, I feel like we did it pretty, I think, I feel like we did, did justice to it. I mean. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's fourth and goal. The Patriots <laughs> I'm not even, the man, I'm not even. They're lost. down 33 to three. Mac Jones going for the fade. He's got a man touchdown. Kendrick <laughs> Here's what I don't get. All right, Kendrick Bournes, he's staring, he's staring down the Bills fans right now. He's looking them right in the eye in the first row. Where do you uh I mean I'm all for celebrating, I'm all for a good time. time it doesn't time seem like place. the time or place. Time place. No, you gotta have self-awareness. He's looking right at him. Oh Tyler, man, I bet you he doesn't return to shopping cart. Tyler, you know what I wanted to bring up? I forgot to tell you this. As a basketball fan, I am so happy that college basketball coaches do not wear suits anymore on the sideline. I have always wondered. I've never understood why basketball coaches Mm. had to wear suits. It never made sense to me. And I think it's been one of the secretly, not a lot of people are talking about it, but more of a, I think it's a really good move to see basketball coaches not in suits anymore. What what would you want your basketball coach to be in? What's the ideal uh, outfit? Like, like who would I want to play for? No, like what what should a coach wear out there? No, I'm I'm good with like you don't want to go too with the George Costanza like sweatpants. You know they said if you wear sweatpants, five dollar hoodie. Like I'm if you wear there. sweatpants out in public is like a sign you've given up in life. Or oh, whatever. I do all the time. Oh, so do I. But that was a that was a Seinfeld. That was a yeah. <laughs> It was a good George Costanza shop today in sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I just, you know, 
That's Same. not impress anybody. It's no, it's all good. Let the, you let the neck hair go a little, and you know, <laughs> we're both bald. Sometimes you let the the scrub on the side go. You got some nose hair start poking out. That's where that you know when the nose hair start poking out. That's when you know you've really checked out, and you got to get on that. Uh, that's I would say that's pretty accurate. That's a good way to. That seriously is a good way to just say that guy is. So yeah. I mean we're getting we're getting into the uh, the realm of disgusting, but yeah, so we're Drew good. Maggery, Drew, Drew Maggery's podcast, uh, uh, he has a fantastic site, the Defector. Obviously, they're all at Deadspin. They created their own site. Drew is just an exceptional writer. He's hilarious. I went on his show, and all of a sudden, toward the end of it, he, he's out there. It's he's I, I love reading his stuff. He said that his favorite thing to do at that time was to pluck his nose hairs. He would literally pull them from his nostrils and he, he got great joy out of it. So <laughs> it drives his wife nuts, but yeah, that's a, I mean, that's would, a would she prefer him? Yeah. Well, would she prefer him to have nostrils full of nose hairs? I mean, I think there's ways to handle it, but there's humane ways. Right. That's, right. <laughs> that's a tough ways. one to defend. That's a tough one to defend. <laughs> All right, I do. Uh, okay. All right, Bills, Patriots. Anything else? Anything else from this game that stood out to you? Um, uh, well, I mean, there's nothing to say. Like, it's just those one of the wow. That's it's about as good as it gets. You know, the only thing I'll add That's, is we we've been pretty critical. I've been pretty critical of Sean with the way he coaches the game, and it yeah. seems like at times he get the, the Tampa game. You know, the punting, the you know, not, not, not just playing into your quarterback and just going for it. We'll, I don't know if he's there yet himself. Like this chiefs game is going to be the test because the last time they played the chiefs, they're settling for the chip. Tyler, we got to stop. What if the Steelers win? This is going to be the worst podcast. We, you're right. we are going to be, we are going to be attacked by your Steeler. You have a Steeler following too. Oh, I just, I love, uh, I, you know, I hate, I hate, the talk of culture and foundation and all that, unless we're talking about the Steelers, then I'm all for it. Cause I think it's real there. <laughs> I'm laughing because I do think, I mean, I'm definitely taking KC tomorrow, but it's never that easy with the Steelers. I never understand. I don't understand anything about their team. Is that that though, the ultimate, like you could, like if you're new to gambling, you could throw down like $500 on the money line and just know you're going to make money. Mm-hmm. you could it's worth right? it it's always worth it it's always worth it anybody can be like, i don't know the math on that if you throw oh, it tomorrow dollars on the chiefs um tell you right now why are you gonna do it how are you enjoying that are you hooked well i took advantage of the uh the free cash that these apps were thrown out to bet caesars was doing 300 fanduel was doing 100 and I went in on it, did pretty well in week 18. Good. May or may not have been pretty confident that the uh, New York Giants would lay another egg. And then I, uh, I used that win to go down. I, I went in on the Bengals. I mean, it got a little dicey there at the end, but they, they held strong. They covered. It's fun, though. You're taking, enjoying uh, it. Taking, yeah, it's fun. I'm taking San Francisco tomorrow, money line. I think that they're going to. Yeah, it seems to be Dallas. It's a good match. I feel like I feel like that's become a popular take right now. 
Um, that game to me is like, I'm, I want no part of gambling on that game. Like no part of it. Those teams seem, I, I could just see either team. I do think Tampa should cover, but it's never that easy. But I, I like KC given 12 and a half, and that's a lot of points. I just don't see how the Steelers score. Like with, to keep up with them. Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, I, they're going to feed Najee Harris, but he's a three yards and a cloud of dust. That's not the kind of game that you want to play against Kansas. We'll see. We'll see. Um, oh, Never that What easy. I was going to say is, uh, yeah. you know, so we're cr- critical of Sean and the way he coaches. Oh, yeah. Game. Yeah. I, we've got to be critical of Bill Belichick. I mean, I'm crowning him at every turn. I'm I mean, that was that. pathetic. That was pathetic in the first half to, to not just the fourth and one punt, but the fourth and um, he had like a fourth and eight or fourth and nine at midfield when you're down three scores. Like you're not stopping the bills. You're whatever you're doing on defense with your son is not working. You need to score <laughs> points to have a chance. You need to get some kind of momentum to have a shot. And in both cases, he punts. And in both cases, the bills immediately get to the spot where they were anyways, I just don't get it. I mean, you're the greatest coach of all time. He is, hands down, the best coach of all time. But to not evolve and to not think and know this is what you need to do to to even give your team a shot, the Bills were going to win anyways. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter, I guess. But that was just surrender. That was white flag waving. We're done. Punt. Good night. No, I think it's fair criticism. I, I was laughing because of that. I saw that thing on Twitter with Shady McCoy on that one um, show he was on this week, and he was betting uh, an old linebacker, DJ Williams. He was betting him that he said, Belichick will never win another Super Bowl. I promise you. He's like, he will never win. I mean, good luck. This quarterback has a long – I mean, he is every bit of a rookie. Like – um, you can't sit there and I've seen, you know, you, you know, I've said it all year. I haven't seen it with him and it's just not there. I don't see it. I don't see the special ability. You know, what's really interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up here too, but it's where numbers can kind of deceive you to an extent. Like if you were to look at Mac Jones's rookie numbers, they're he's completed 67.6% of his passes for 3,801 yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. All right. Then you go to Josh Allen's rookie, rookie stats. (laughs) Hang on. And you've got. This is when we thought he was. Right. 52.8% of his passes. 2,074 yards, 10 touchdowns, 12 picks through the air with some running on top of that, obviously, but. But Mac Jones, I mean, he's blowing him out of the water. So amazing in, in a rookie year. And yet there's a feeling, and I don't know if it's right. I'm not, I'm not ready to go to where you are right now, I think, but there, I, I get your feeling on like you watch a Mac Jones game and you're like, this is the kind of game it's going to be right. Where, where is he going to get better from here? Yeah. And then you saw Josh Allen. It was like, all right, at least he's got the balls to, you know, try that throw into double coverage. At least he's trying to thread that needle. At least he's kind of flopping all over the place, jumping over Anthony Barr like he did in week two or three, whenever that was. At least he's trying that shit. And I get it. 
Like you're, you're probably right. I don't know though. Like I'm not, I'm not, I guess I'm not ready to say like they're, no. they're never, they're not going to get over the hump with Mac Jones, <laughs> but it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because I mean, these, these teams with these quarterbacks that they're going to be facing each other for the foreseeable future. I just can't wait for this Kansas City Pittsburgh game. <laughs> it's weird to see uh, Steelers like injury reports just drag across the bottom scroll of the television. Like I had to do a couple double takes this week. What? Oh, oh yeah, they're in the playoffs. That's right. Yeah, they're there. It's bad. You know, you know, we can mock the Steelers all we want. We should, we should be going after the Chargers. I mean, to no, lose yeah, I'm not mock. I don't want to sit there and mock against this. the Texans and then the That's... Raiders. I'm all about Brandon Staley, but that that collapse it did not get the ridicule that it probably deserved at the end because that's that was yeah bad. I, that Colts one is that Colts one is right there with it. That Colts one yeah. was pretty bad. The way they collapse too. Yeah, can't just skim past the Colts. They beat this Bills team forty-one to fifteen. Amazing. Oh my God! All right. Well, Bengals Raiders, real quick. Any thoughts? Yeah. Thoughts is just like your article. Guy is a star. Joe Burrow. That's what happens when you get the right quarterback. Cincinnati and Buffalo are relevant. Why weren't they relevant before? Very simple. They didn't have the quarterback. Man. Had nothing to do with the cities. Had nothing to do with this. Get the right quarterback. Yeah. And that's where I'm not going to, you know. Man. Joe Judge was pretty worked up last year about the tanking. <laughs> If you're if you're a bad team and it's December, if you're a fan of that bad team in December, I don't think you're that upset if your team's losing. If you know there's a burrow out there, if you know you've got a shot be. at. But you know Josh Allen was what the seventh pick. Yeah, there were other teams that had a shot at him and they passed. Too. No question. Same with Mahomes. Same with Aaron Rodgers. Those are the yeah. three best quarterbacks. Burrow, number four. He was the only one that went. He went number one. Think about that. He's the yeah. only one. It's a combination of, of of luck and timing, but you're scouting him, and you have you have to know, you have to differentiate the Josh Allen's from the. Josh That's a whole Jesus. other episode. If you think about that, what does that say about scouting? And then throw Tom Brady in there, maybe the fifth best quarterback oh. this year, six round. Like, how are these guys not the number one overall pick? Yeah. That's you know, crazy. Burrow, Burrow was great, but they, they settled for a lot of field goals. It should not have been that close. You know, they were knocking at the door. Oh, I 100% agree with you. That That's when you know when you, those teams settle for field goals, it's like yeah. you're going to keep these teams around. That's the difference in every game for me, finishing drives in the end zone. Yeah. Separates. It'll separate you. They had to survive it, but I, I, th- I still think that Cincinnati's feeling pretty good. You know, they had a couple injuries. Um, yeah, I noticed that those the two D linemen are big time players. Yeah. We got to pay attention to that. Yeah, but it's uh, it's good to see them advance. Just Joe Burrow is agree fun. Agree, that was cool to see. Uh, love it. 
All right, last last thought here before we sign off, Jim. I know we it was kind of a segment for a little bit, our our asshole of the week. Yeah, who you got? I think I'm getting off of shopping carts. I'm moving on to something else. I'm done. I think we've it's mission accomplished you, with the shopping carts. Yeah, you, enough, you, it's out there. You don't need to enough hear about soldiers it. out there. Right. There's enough people out there policing the situation. You've done a good people job with it. Me videos and sending me updates on all that. So I took a little flight to the great Midwest for a story. I go along that will be dropping next week. Um, we'll leave it at that little tease hmm. of sorts, but flying back, hmm. I land in Detroit plane pulls up and granted we've talked about this before, but <laughs> I just got to keep spreading the word up. The Bills just scored another touchdown. They're going to go up 40 to uh, to 10 now. Gabe Davis. Oh, there's still a whole quarter left too. Gabe Davis is going to come in and just start throwing all over the Patriots. Yeah. So our, our plane, our plane pulls in and uh, I mean, you know, you know what, what happens, right? We pull up to the gate immediately. Boom. You know, everybody pops up out of their seat. Right. Normal. I'm sitting, I don't know where I was like, 15 or 16 row and i kind of in the corner of my eye i see a he's probably 25 26 years old hippie generation z see now i'm, I'm a millennial but now i can be curmudgeon and look down at generation z like these all these like you know, i think i'm a gen x i think i'm a gen x I think I'm a is gen that what you are yeah okay. i spot him unkept hair you know i don't know if it was uh dreads or i don't know if it was just not cleaned hair a beanie on top very very you know probably listens to a lot of dispatch probably <laughs> had you know what else would he do probably has a yo-yo like -yo in his back pocket just right. in case you know, that's that the best thing about people watching like being able to dissect somebody just from a <laughs> it's impressive Personal standpoint it's just like it's scouting it's like scouting it is oh it's but i i see him in my peripheral mm -hmm. and he's coming in hot and so the move <laughs> that i like to do is all right so if there's any uh, old high school basketball players out there this was taught to me at ronda carly's basketball camp at alfred university went there every summer he used to coach for st bonaventure the best time of our lives that basketball camp we went out there yeah. every summer was the best there's an there's an older kid there and I remember he told me at this camp, look, if somebody's going to like set a screen on you, if you're playing defense he's, and you can see it in your corner, eye, he's going to set a screen on you, stick your elbow out. So he's going to like mash into your elbow and then just kind of, you know, kind of lean in so just oh, yeah. enough to where the ref doesn't see it. And mm -hmm. you're going to hit him directly into the sternum. He ain't going to set a screen on you the rest of the game Sorry. and you win that battle. So that's exactly the kind of move you can pull off in this situation, Jim. And I want our listeners to, to use this maneuver. If you see hippie dispatch listener with the yo-yo in his pocket, ready to cut ahead of you after the plane is at the gate, just get up, stick that elbow out. And as he, you know, rushes to, to cut ahead, of, you know, in a civil society, you deplane by the rope. If he tries to get off of the plane in an uncivil manner, just give him it's. I think a it's fair. Elbow to the sternum. I like so it. I gave him a little elbow, and he uh, he was incredulous. Oh, oh, 
And with everybody watching, I'm getting my bag. And I said, oh, this must be one of those planes that doesn't deplane by the row. It's one of those planes, huh? And he goes, you know, all all the other people got a kick out of it because everybody else can see the absurdity. You know, every, for the most part, people are sane and people are good and kind and want to live in a society. And he goes, he looks at me, he goes, no, it's, it's whoever has to, no, he goes, the way it goes is it's whoever gets off the plane first, whoever has to get out, whoever can just hurry off the plane. He said this, he was, he was incredulous. He couldn't believe that I had, uh, you know, called him out. So I get my bag and we get off it. It was, it was a small plane. So it was one of those things where I was getting my computer bag out, but my main bag was like the mini checked in where you get it off the carousel. Mm-hmm. So we thought that we were going to have to stand by each other this whole time. Right. His, he just, he just got right off and gave me a dirty look and that was that. But um, I think he made a good us. effort. We, yeah. I think he made a good effort. Us. Hopefully he'll learn his lesson. I hope he has a bruise. I, I wish I would have given him more of a shot. It was, it was a very gentle love tap of an elbow. I think he did the right thing. I think that's the way to do it because it's not worth it. It's not worth going, going big on it. Well, I don't think the Patriots are going to come back here at 40 to 10. So what do you think, Jim? No. And we already wrote off the Steelers. So <laughs> they haven't even kicked the ball off. I haven't even kicked right. the ball off yet. Thanks for listening, everyone. That was fun. We'll do it again tomorrow night. Possibly, maybe. Make Possibly, maybe. For our Steelers. All right. See you guys.